1: 77
4: W.A.B.C. And good morning. Good morning. Good Thursday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. It doesn't have to be this way. Doesn't have to be this way. But somebody has to stand up. Somebody has to stand up on principle and say enough is enough. I want to read part of the statement a Manhattan assistant district attorney told the court Wednesday regarding the 35-year-old woman in the prime of her life, her head shoved into the side of a moving train. I am quoting. It's important that we put this in perspective. Quote, the defendant grabbed her head with both hands and shoved her with all his force into the moving subway. The Manhattan ADA. This is who I'm quoting. The victim hit the train, and her head and face rolled along it. She then crashed back to the platform where she was instantly paralyzed. Think about that for a second. It doesn't have to be this way, but somebody has to stand up. Somebody has to stand up. This woman works as an illustrator and an employee at a cafe, and she is left clinging to life with a ser- ser- a spine fracture make sure I got that right a spine fracture, broken fingers, and damage to four blood vessels. Not my words, the prosecutor's words. Has left her husband, as you might imagine, very upset and remembering happier times with his wife when they moved to the Big Apple from Turkey in 2017. It doesn't have to be this way. But somebody has to stand up. The husband of this instantly paralyzed subway shove victim is issuing a crucial plea to guess who the mayor of New York City do something make the people of New York City Mr. Mayor a priority not my words the words of the husband so i'm watching channel 4 and um the reporter on the story, I want you to listen to this, folks. We got a lot to get to, uh, a lot to get to this morning. And I want you to listen to this report, Channel 4 New York did, that includes the witness that helped this woman. I want you folks to please listen carefully. To what the witness has to say.
2: He just took both hands, not at her body, aimed at her, specifically at her head. Like, he wanted, he wanted the head to hit. In shock, Marrero and yelled. I, I was like, why the f you did that to her? Why would you do that to her? I go up to her and I kneel down. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? But I mean a 35-year-old artist from Jackson Heights, wasn't okay. Her forehead... God bless me, we split from this, from the front. All the way to the back, she um, gave me her phone so I could do a phone recognition with the face, but it didn't, it, so much blood, it couldn't recognize her face. She says that's when Amin realized she was severely injured. All along, just asking, am I gonna die? I was like, you're not gonna die, don't worry, I'm here. I'm gonna stay with you. In a city where people are often criticized for not doing enough to help their fellow man, Marrero stayed with the critically injured Amin, standing over her in case her attacker returned. She said I feel weak. Yeah. Oh, my God. She broke my heart. But tonight, Marrero says she feels relief that Semrod has been arrested, charged with attempted murder in an attack police say shockingly seems to have been random. I'm so happy they got him. I'm so happy. Oh, my goodness. I'm ecstatic.
4: And I know, I know already, folks, the suspect, the suspect, he's a victim. He's a victim. He grew up poor. His mother didn't have things that other people have. I already know the script. I you can cue it like like a record. Three, two, one, play it. He's a victim. It's not his fault. Doesn't have to be this way, but someone has to stand up. So I received a uh, email a short time ago from CW Health Care Services VA and he was uh discussing or or she i'm not exactly sure um they were discussing uh this case in my coverage of it and asked uh, i had referenced the gofundme page and uh thus far it has raised 108000 dollars 108000 dollars for the uh the woman and it's titled uh, help emine recovery from a tragic attack a GoFundMe page, Help E-Mean Recovery from a Tragic Attack. Pulled in so far, $108,000. What I'm about to say right now is not politically correct. But sometimes, sometimes, you have to stand on your principle, even if the act is despicable. Sometimes you got to stand up and stand strong, even if the act is despicable. A Wisconsin attorney who spit in the face of a Black Lives Matter protester rejected a probation deal. And this lawyer, she'd rather go to jail for 60 days. I'm not stating that it's right what she did. But sometimes you have to stand up. And you have to stand for what you believe. So there was a protest in Wisconsin, large crowd, Black Lives Matter protesters, and um, folks, you already know, what I think about Black Lives Matter, and um, the teen is uh, jump jumped up in her face, and she spits in his face. It wasn't the right thing to do, obviously, but sometimes you have to stand on principle. Now, some will say, Dominic, that black teenager could have easily have been your son. My response to that is, I say, no. You would never, ever, ever see my son at a Black Lives Matter protest. My son has common sense. I'm not attacking all the people that that attend Black Lives Matter protest. Some really believe that attend the protest, that they're doing the right thing, that they're, they're, they're exercising their First Amendment right to stand up to injustice. But here's the injustice. Black Lives Matter is doing nothing but pimping you financially. And, oh, by the way, have you seen the stories that Black Lives Matter has financial problems, but all the executives at Black Lives Matter, they've all been paid. They're $9 million in the hole, but all their executives have been paid. I guess you have to pay them to go along with the mansions that they bought with the money from the general public. And, of course, so now she's the victim. I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about in just one second. You already have an idea where I'm going. We're going to open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. You can also reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV, Facebook and uh, Instagram, Dominic Carter TV, And if you choose to, you can send me an email, Dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. But be aware, I may actually use your comment during this live show, as I often do. So, of course, now she's the victim. And pull out the violins. Pull out the violins. Because now, the machete professor. The machete professor. We've talked about her. She's breaking her silence, and she's stating that Hunter College that canned her, Hunter College that got rid of her, Hunter College, amen, amen, you did the right thing in this case. She claims that the college gave in to racists, white nationalists, and misogynists. By terminating her. I guess it had nothing to do that on two occasions you're chasing journalists with a machete and you're actually holding the machete only inches away from the reporter's head. And then the photographer is forced to run into, dart into traffic to avoid being slashed with the machete, machete as you're chasing him. But you're the victim Hunter College gave in to racists and white nationalists. I mean, obviously, folks. I mean, isn't that what happened? They gave in to white nationalists. Are are there white nationalists in New York City? I mean, <laughs> I sounds like a silly question, but you know, I don't bump into any white nationalists in New York City. Oh, but they gave she they they gave in to racists, and that's why they got rid of her. Lady, what are you on? And it does beg a question, adjunct or not, who would hire this nut? Who would hire this lady to go into a classroom, adjunct, part-time or not, and have the awesome responsibility of teaching young people? What could she possibly teach them? How to angle the blade before striking? Anyway, as uh, some of you said last night, calling up uh, on the program here, uh, a Hunter College professor says that he's not surprised by his ex-colleague's outbursts, only that it's taken this long for anyone to care. The professor stating she's nutty, she's not alone. Not alone. We've got plenty of nuts here. Interesting. So what started all all of this? And I want you folks to hear this. What started all of this is students on a college campus had the nerve. They had the nerve to set up a display because they're pro-life. And this professor did not like the display. And when you watch the video, The students are acting as the responsible ones, and the adjunct professor is acting like the nutty professor, right? And I want you folks to hear this. So just to set this up here, she, the professor, walks up to the table and is outraged, and she says, this is propaganda, and the young man says, I'm, I'm sorry that you feel this way. He was trying to be respectful of a professor. That wasn't good enough for her. Oh, no, not good enough for a machete lady who didn't have her machete at the time. She decides to bend over to the table and knock all the pamphlets off the table and then storm off. I want you to listen. Now she's blaming racism and white nationalists for losing her job. I want you to, to listen to this, and then you tell me should this lady <laughs> have lost her job? And that's a rhetorical question because we all know the answer is yes, yes, and hell yes. You're not educating. Shit. This is propaganda. What are
2: you gonna do, like anti-trans next? That? that what you do next? I mean, you no, know, we're, we're talking
5: about abortion. This is this is violent you're triggering my students oh, i'm sorry about that you're, no you're not because you I'm, can't I'm, even I'm, have a yeah. baby so you don't even
2: know what that is you don't it.
5: even, know, yeah, what sure. that that you even know what this is
4: get this i'm gonna play it again in one second get this out of here i left out the word she storms off the traumatized students are standing there. they don't know what to do before storming off. She chastised the male that's standing there, telling him that he can't have a baby really really nutty professor he can't have a baby we do we all do know that. This lady was on a college campus uh Under the disguise of uh, teaching young people, and all these kids did—they had—they were in the corner. You know what college campuses are like. You have perspectives on everything. All these kids did was have a table with pamphlets and their pro-life. And again, I want you to listen to this right as I'm about to open up the phone lines here to how she reacted as she. Walked up to them. She could have kept walking, but oh no! How dare they have views in college?
2: You're not educating. Sh-.
4: This is sh- propaganda. What are you gonna do, like anti-trans
5: next?
4: going in the next? I mean,
2: you know,
5: we're, we're talking about abortion. This is bullshit. this is violent. You're triggering my students. Oh, I'm sorry about that. You're, no, you're not. Because you can't sorry. even have a baby. So
4: you don't even know what that is. Very you fair don't fair. know what this Get this, out here. It's this Get this blank out of here. Blank this blank. And she thorns, she storms off like a thug. The world we live in. It doesn't have to be this way. But somebody has to stand up. Somebody has to stand up. Somebody of principle. Somebody's going to say, you can call me racist, you can call me Santa Claus, you can call me whatever you want, but we're not doing this anymore. We're going to start doing things the right way. Instead of pandering, 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 we are the migrants. Welcome, my migrants. Welcome to New Ever York. Land of the free, home of the brave, we pay for everything here, courtesy of taxpayers. Let's go to your phone calls. Let's begin with Christine in Manhattan. Good morning, Christine. What's on your mind? Good morning, and thank you for your
6: show. I was once a student at Hunter College, and I was blacklisted and thrown out with a right. GPA. Right, in Christine, you,
4: you, you told us this story yesterday.
6: Oh, let me move on from there. That's the starting point. You look at what you just talked about today, and that's where it wind, wound up. The professors were threatened, and their right to, uh, to their own ability to grade their own students, academic freedom, was broken. And this is a, just an advanced example of the same poison that has been going on. I have a paper trail. I have witnesses. I have signatures. But right. I'm afraid. I, I,
4: I got it, Christine. I, but have you been in school recently? You don't, you don't sound like you've been a recent student. How long ago were you in school? Since they threw me out. And when was this? I would be delighted to tell you the whole story. No, no, no. When? When, to... when were you? When were you kicked out of school? What year? I
6: don't want to tell you okay. that. Okay, all right. That, that's what I thought. That, 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 that's that's
4: exactly what I thought. Christine, I've I've heard enough of your story. I heard it yesterday. I listened to it patiently. You don't want to tell me what year you were kicked out. Uh, that says to me something's rotten in Denmark here. Let's continue with the telephone calls. Hi, Lona in Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? You know something? I am so proud of these young students. I am, too. First of all. I am, too. You know, for being
6: pro-life. Why? Because I'm so sick and tired of everybody. Just just get rid of your animals. Just get rid of your kids. And, you know, it's
4: horrible. I I, I hear you. I I don't want to make this a a discussion about abortion. I I really don't. But I'm, I'm proud of them for for yeah. everybody's entitled to their own beliefs. Absolutely. And you know something she can never
6: can never teach anywhere again because this the, what she did she's
4: very dangerous. God knows well, what she's going to do next. Be be careful what you say. Be careful what you say because uh she may thank you for the call. She may move to another city, uh reinvent herself and be right back in the classroom. With you know with these with these progressive uh politics She's going to go somewhere and say it was the racist fault, the white nationalists. They're why I don't have a job at Hunter College. Well, ma'am, is is this you in this photo holding a machete? Yes, it's me. But those white reporters provoked me. They triggered me. And that's why I was going to hit them with a machete, not once but twice. You can't make this stuff up. Susan in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Oh, wow.
7: This last, um, uh, there's so many of these terrible, violent, and very um, random violence, uh, like happened to this uh, 35-year-old woman. Um, And when the news reporter was reporting, she said, and astonishingly, it was unprovoked. That is so bad. That is just. Where is her head? Ninety-nine percent of these have been unprovoked. The um, uh, the the remember the the um, consultants the the Asian woman who was thrown in the track on the Upper East Side, Michelle Go. was killed. That was unprovoked. There was a um, some someone who worked in the health department, so uh, fairly high up. Was pushed down the stairs, and and yes. her head was and, kicked and, and in. You are correct. I, I forgot unsavoced. all about that
4: one. You're correct.
7: What about? I just these just came to my mind. The gold the uh, the young the young guy from Goldman Sachs. Yes. was Taking the train in from Park Slope. Yes. To meet his friends for brunch. Yes. That was and never and provoked. never made it. Never made it. How long could we go on with this? And a news reporting. She she, she supposedly does the news in New York City, and she says, Astonishingly, it was unprovoked. What?
4: Right. That really triggered me. (laughs) Well, Susan, I, I appreciate your call, and thank you for the call this morning. Folks, you are listening to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Philadelphia and say good morning to Robert. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind?
3: Hi, Dominic. It's good to talk to you again. Um. This is what – you are looking at the problems in society in a microcosm with this professor, uh, the Machete professor. I like that. Um, they get it from the education, from the media, and these, and these liberal bubbles in these, edu- and these colleges. Hey, Robert,
4: I, I have to stop you right there because I have to tell you something right now. You are yeah. 8,000 percent correct. Please continue. And-
3: because – and this bleeds down. The, the kids that are coming up, particularly in their cities, this is what they're exposed to all the time from the schools, from their television, from Hollywood. They are raised – not raised to hate white people. They're raised by people who want them to hate white people just to destabilize society for their political gain. How disgusting is that? How disgusting is that? I agree you, with you. The the people, the kids that this woman might teach, okay, if they're vulnerable in the education system and they follow in them footsteps, their lives are ruined, and they don't care. The, 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 The victims pile up. Can I ask you a question, Dominic? Go right ahead. There's been 28 people killed on the New York subways to date, correct?
4: I believe it's more than that, but that's a figure that's tossed about.
3: Now, is it safe for me to assume that this is the first case where the aggressor, quote-unquote, was white and the victim was a person of color?
4: Well, I I don't think the aggressor is not white. I I think he's either Latino or Turkish.
3: Well, I was talking about the Penny case.
4: Oh, okay, the Penny case. Okay, go ahead. Yeah,
3: okay. and. I, I suspect that that is the first instance of that because I know that if it had happened before, these idiots that are out there protesting would have come out. So I feel fairly safe in assuming that this is the first instance of such a quote-unquote crime, and that falls right into the liberal wheelhouse. They seized – did you see how fast they seized – did you see protests about anybody else? Mostly people of color who have been killed on the subway? No. These are political hacks and operatives that are feeding on the black community to further their own political ends, and I'm getting so tired of it, because it's not just the victims that are being hurt. It's the kids being raised by these animals that are going to be sentenced to a life of a foot soldier for a stupid revolution, and if that doesn't make you sick as a Democrat, you got a real problem, okay? I'm going to stop there, and I'll let you go, and thank you for letting me vent, and you've have a great night, darling. Thank,
4: thank you, Robert. So, so um, I, you know, I, I can imagine how the conversation goes with the Machete Professor, and the Machete Professor says, "It's not my fault. Hunter College got rid of me because they caved in to the racists. They caved in to the white nationalists." Well, Professor, um, um, did did, did, did you did you chase the uh, the photographer down the street? waving the machete that's irrelevant well professor uh did did you when the when you opened the door and the post reporter was standing outside your apartment did you put the machete uh an inch away from his neck up to his head that's irrelevant it's racist it's white nationalist you realize how how silly that sounds folks I've got to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano and the other side of midnight when we return. I see David from the Bronx is rearing and ready to go, so we'll talk to David. We'll go to Saratoga. We'll go to Brooklyn, New Jersey, and we'll have a lot more. Talk Radio
7: 77.
3: Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
4: And we are back. Just heard that promo from Ernie Anastas. It was so nice to see Ernie uh, yesterday at the uh, book party for Janine Perro. A number of WABC and Fox News personalities uh, present. Uh, Sid was there and so on. Always nice to chat with Sid. John, our station owners and operators, John and Margot Casamitidis, wonderful being with them as always. We are taking your telephone calls this morning. And, I, you know, folks, I'm trying not to get worked up because you knew. You can count it down. Three, two, one. Hit the racism button. It's racist because I had my machete and I didn't cut them. I only threatened to cut them. I only chased him. Yes, I'm a college professor. Yes, but I didn't cut the reporter. It's racist. It's because of white nationalists. Professor, with all due respect to the rap community, I think you've been listening to a little bit too much rap music or whatever you're listening to or smoking. You've been doing a little bit too much of that because the last time i checked again i have not bumped into white nationalists in new york city i i haven't bumped into one across the country to be honest with you but i guess i'm just different and i don't understand i guess we're talking about the woman that was left instantly paralyzed when that uh i'm not going to call them any names this morning Because he's a victim too, right? He's a victim. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. The lady that's uh, been left paralyzed when he shoved her head into a moving train. We're talking about the professor. And I'm going to have an update on um, the Jordan Neely case, the uncle. We're going to have an update later on. And he's been released after being arrested for dealing with stolen credit cards. And he has a number of arrests in his background. I don't know if it's a family trait, but I guess like uncle, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but like uncle, like nephew, 44 arrests for the uh, nephew and according to the police, I'll, I'll give you the number in a little bit. The uncle, the one that's been speaking out, justice, this, justice. This, uh he's um he's had a number of uh, arrests too. And and his lawyer, his lawyer, uh, said, by the way, that he planned to turn himself in in a probation case, but his nephew's death torpedo torpedoed that. That's why he didn't turn himself in. So the good old men and women of the NYPD, they had to go out and find them, and that's exactly what they did. I want to bring in, we're going to bring in two calls right now, live. David from the Bronx and Larry in Brooklyn. And I don't want you guys to start yelling at each other. I want to hear each of you go first. So I'll begin with, let's see here. Uh, Matt, you decide. which one. Do, who do we begin with?
0: I said let's begin with David.
4: Okay, David, you got the floor.
5: Okay, thank you, and good morning. Good morning. Um, I want to respond to that caller, Robert. Um, listen, we can disagree on all these topics, but to call people who talk about racism in this country animals and saying that they're trying to destroy the country and poison the youth, that is not true. I have spoken about my niece who, be, who will be going to Princeton this fall. You know how often we discuss racism? Practically never. All I tell my niece is to look out for bad people. I don't care what color they are because there's plenty of all stripes, okay? And I warned my niece about that because there's plenty of black people out there that are just as rotten as as the worst white person, okay? So let's be clear on that. You know, whether we agree or disagree on all these things – We need to turn the heat down and stop calling people vicious names. And before Larry comes on, let me just say this, Dominic, because the reason I haven't been calling you and I haven't called some of the other shows as much is that I have a cadre of people, a lot of whom come from this program, who harass me on Facebook with some of the most vicious and nasty personal attacks you can imagine. And I want that to stop. You don't agree with me? Fine. Don't harass me on Facebook. Don't use racial slurs that nobody uses anymore so that they don't block you on Facebook. Cut it out.
4: Well, one, I I didn't know anything uh, about that. Um, And and certainly that's not something that I will tolerate. And so if it happens on my Facebook pages, it will be taken down and the individuals will be blocked. Let's bring Larry in and let's see what uh, Larry has to say. Good morning, Larry.
8: Good morning. Look, I don't look down upon David, even though he did refer to me one time as a vile racist, which I'm not. I, I guess you're discussing about uh, this woman, this crazy professor, uh, somebody called her an animal for playing the race card. Is that it?
4: I believe that's what David is referring to. Go right ahead, Larry.
8: Okay. Uh, well, look, <laughs> that's not what I was going to talk about about this okay, woman. Okay, so, but, so uh, what do you
4: want to talk about? Go ahead, please. I was I was going to talk
8: about... How uh, it's, it's, you know, it's just a reflection of the selfishness of this society, and a continuation of what I said yesterday that this reporter, this low-life reporter, runs away from this, this woman in the middle of the street, does not call the cops, and because wait, of that,
4: Wait, she wait, 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 you, wait, 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 platform. wait, wait, no, 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 had to no, 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 wait, 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 Larry, we 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 have we have to set some ground rules. You can't talk over me, okay? So if I say wait, please be respectful and wait, and then I'll let you finish. But uh, did, what what did he just call the reporter? He called him a coward. Wait, so Larry, he's a coward for doing his job? Please explain no. that to me.
8: Listen. The, 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 the uh, well, excuse me. The media wants to work outside the law. They're part of society, like wait, everyone else. Okay, Larry. Support, Larry, support.
4: wait, wait, Larry. With all due respect, friend, I do mean, you know what you're talking about right now? Don't let me talk. Larry, I'll, I'll Larry, Larry, myself. Larry. He was not working outside of the law. He was doing what we have to do on a daily basis. It's part of the job. What are you talking about? You're not listening, Dominic. okay? Because I can't let you. Me. I can't let you go on forever. You no, said, not, I'm not "Listen, going on. You listen." Even let me
8: finish, a, a Larry. Sentence,
4: Dominic. You said that he was exercising uh, something to the effect of outside the law. What do you no, mean by that? I
8: did not say that. I did not.
4: Okay, say so that. what did you, I can't engage with you all day? So what because did you, you say? You don't
8: listen to me. Then why call Larry, on me? If you don't want to listen Larry, to what I say. Larry, Larry,
4: attack? Larry, 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 Larry. I put you on with David for a reason. And the reason why I put you on, because you can't jump out the window when you've got somebody to counteract you. That's why I put you on with him. So what is your point? Please get to the point and do it quickly. What is the point?
8: You put, the point is you put me on with David for a circus show, and I'm not your animal act, okay? okay so let's first, leave it at that. Okay, Goodbye.
4: Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Larry. You don't have to call me with any more of your absolutely nutty ideas. Absolutely nutty. David, I'll give you the final say uh, before I move on to other callers. All right. I
5: appreciate that, Dominic. Um, all I'm going to say is I think it's time that people like this woman, who was obviously mentally deranged, stop playing the race card because it detracts from actual racism when people are so quick to claim it when it's not necessary. She had no right to interfere with those students' uh, free speech, and she's in the wrong. So let's be let's be clear. We all agree on that. Thank you, Dominic. Have a
0: good night.
4: Thank you. Have a great night. So, Matt Blaze, I want you to help me here um, yeah. because I'm trying to understand before I move on. I see all the other callers. What was Larry's
0: point? He said – I'm trying to understand. He said yeah. that the reporter – he said the reporter – he said that he didn't say that, but he did say that. He, he said did. He said the media operates – this, they were operating outside the lines. They're just like outside all of Outside the law. Outside, I thought he said lines or law. Okay, maybe he Whatever. Said, okay. But he was saying, like, well, they're just like everybody else. So then you said, well, Larry, he was found law. Well, I didn't say that. Wait, no, you did say that. Because what was the point? And he said he ran away like a coward. The woman was coming after him with a machete. <laughs> what, are you going to stand there and get chopped up by a machete? I mean, I saw the video. She walks out of her door holds the machete to the guy's throat Yes, and says, get out of here. And yes. use a little right. more colorful right. language than that. Right. And then she went back into her door, and they were like, yeah, we got to go. Right. Because now— and, and He immediately and Larry, tried to defuse the situation. Right. And what Larry's—I don't know what Larry meant by saying that they're operating on another level outside of the norm. No. They went and knocked on a door. And now, Dominic, you've done that. A million thousand, times. A million yes. times yes. as a reporter, yes. you get the story. You knock on the door. They don't have to open the door. They don't have to answer the door. Right. And you can sit there and knock on the door. Right. And there's nothing wrong. And they can open the door and go, no comment, and then close the door. Right. That doesn't mean you can come out and with a machete and say, get the F all out of my home or out of my building or whatever she said. You can't do that. That makes no sense. That's That's craziness. Right. And the right. fact that she went over, knocked all the pamphlets off of the table because she didn't agree with the opinion. There's a lot of opinions on a college campus, especially. This is when when uh, young people are encouraged to have their own opinion, whether you agree or right. disagree with it. Right. They're encouraged to have their own opinion and stand up for what they believe in. And they right. were well within their rights. And somebody like David, who may or may not agree with their opinion— said, look, she was in the wrong. You have no right to interfere with their free speech. Agreed. Plain and simple. So I don't know what Larry was talking about, which we usually don't know what the hell Larry's talking right, about. Right, right, right. And so I, I just want to state again, folks, um,
4: just to put some perspective to this, because I've been doing this for some 40 years. Any, the first thing that, one of the first things that happens in journalism school is they send you out in a very tough situation to go knock on the door and get reaction. Why do they do that? Because you will do that practically almost every day as a journalist. It's part of the job. And if a journalist is not, let's say, uh, brave enough to knock on the door, you won't be working very long. So I don't understand Larry's point of outside the law. And, Larry, I did put you on with David because sometimes you're in, like, the twilight zone, and there are times when I don't want to argue with you. So I said, let's put mano a mano, and let's see how they do. And you got intimidated and didn't want to talk to David. That's not my fault. And I think you said, uh, okay, so wait, Tony, I know i got to take a break. Tony in New Jersey says that she thinks she knows what Larry was trying to say. So Tony, please help me. What was he trying to say?
7: Dominic, I'm not sure, but the only thing he might be alluding to is like he's treating that journalist who works in the newspapers is paparazzi. You know how the paparazzi chased down Prince, Princess Diana?
4: Yes. I could be wrong. Okay, okay. Well well that that's a point. That's a point. But but and Tony you're right because Paparazzi, I have zero respect for them in terms Correct. of uh, no. uh, uh, but that, that does come borderline uh, uh, violating the law. But in the in the normal capacity of what a journalist right. does every single day, a, a mother could have just lost a child. Uh, an alligator could have just ate the baby. The baby could have been dead. Believe me you are going to have to knock on that door and try to get a reaction it's part of the and you're
7: job absolutely right dominic so i think that's you know he's if he's thinking paparazzi
4: he's misguided as usual okay well tony i i've got to go but was there a point you wanted to make this morning those people have a right to be there that's their job
7: and, and they're not paparazzi. That's my point.
4: Okay. And so they're
7: not working outside the law. Have a good night, Dominic. Thank
4: you, Tony, and thank you for the clarification. At least Tony was able to put this in perspective to, for me by uh, categorizing it almost as like paparazzi behavior. But, Larry, if you know anything about the media, then you know it's standard procedure. I mean standard procedure, journalism 101, to knock on a door for a reaction. And I don't care how bad the situation is, uh, it, it could be a police officer accused of a crime, knock on the door. It could be a racial incident, knock on the door. It could be five children, and this has literally happened to me, uh, uh, killed in a fire, knock on the door. And when you leave there and call your assignment desk, you better have a quote or you better have a reaction for what. Uh, The people said to you or else the managing editor is going to pick up the phone and they may tolerate that once or twice. And then you're gone if you don't get the reaction, especially if one of your other colleagues. uh, Got the reaction. So I am late for a break. We see all of your telephone calls when we come back. The Chronicles of Dominic Carter and then more of your calls from Saratoga to Brooklyn, Manhattan, New Jersey, and another call from Brooklyn.
3: WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC.
4: Striking resident doctors, physicians at Elmhurst Hospital in Queens have reached a tentative contract agreement after hitting the picket line for what was supposed to be a five day strike starting on Monday. They are expected back on the job at 7 a.m. this morning. The strike marked the first doctor's strike in New York City in more than 30 years. The physicians, who are part of a training program run by Mount Sinai School of Medicine, they were demanding better pay and benefits. Right back to the telephone calls up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano will start Let's uh, go to uh, our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. Thank you. One small thing, David, thank you very much.
6: Once again, Larry proves that he cannot handle the truth, and he ran. And also, um, uh, what happened to Santos? He's still going to be the the person in Long Island lying with um, Marjorie Green. That's not what I, I want
4: to know, but that sort of disappeared. You know anything about that? well it's it, the Republicans basically punted on uh, on a vote uh a week ago it's something that's not going to go away his His days are numbered he oh, uh, uh so the that, speaker The speaker is basically putting distance between himself and santos he's a dead man walking politically. What was your okay, point well, This
6: is what I really call for? I have a solution since you mentioned that there was a um a, a witness was the, the woman that got pushed in the, you know, on the train, in the train, or whatever. Yes. I think if we do a GoFundMe page, it could seem like money seems to work in this
4: country. It, it, it's being done already.
6: Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't hear anything about it. And last thing, David,
4: leave them alone on, on, on because I applaud you. Thank you. How was your weekend? <laughs> it was good. Thank you for the call, Audrey. Have a great morning. Let's go from uh, Brooklyn to Manhattan. Good morning, Max. What's on your mind? Dominic, thank you for taking
5: my call. Um, I think there's a lot more violence that's happening in the subway that is not reported, and it begins when a quarter of all the people in the subway are jumping the toll. Not only that, you're losing a great deal of money. Agreed. And this is where all the the money is being lost, or a good deal of it. And on top of that, what do we have? Adams wants to pull pull about congestion pricing. He doesn't need that. All he has to do is put a couple of cops in front of each toll in, in the city, and everyone will pay their fare.
4: Hmm. Well, I, I don't know if it's that simple, but I'm not a big fan of uh, congestion pricing at all. Uh, we'll we'll see how this uh, happens to turn out. Max, I, I thank you for your call. Let's go from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to John. Good morning, John. What's on your mind?
8: Dominic, I have to praise David from the Bronx. I don't always agree with him, but I think what he said was right and to the point about being tolerant because – I'm not going to mention names, but at at another online platform maintained by one of your colleagues, people have been calling me crazy, and I think that's absolutely ridiculous. And he allows those comments to stay.
4: Well, uh, I I don't want to get caught up in 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 another colleague, but I, but I just want to say this: I'm only responsible for my social media. So on my social media. If anyone, I I don't do John this. Let's I, let, let's attack each other and let's call each other horrible names. I don't do that. So it, it and in fairness uh, to all of us that that are public figures, you know, with all due respect, John, sometimes it takes us a while to get around to seeing there's so many comments, and we can't monitor everything and do our jobs and have our families. And so we do the best that we can. But I can just say on my site, any comment that I see that goes out of line uh, in terms of attacking attacking someone, you will be blocked immediately. I have blocked several people. I don't play that game of you think you're going to say anything you want to me, just like I'm not going to say anything that I may want to say to you or someone else. Was there something else, John, before I move on?
8: I wanted to say that I applaud those Hunter College students. They've shown more courage than others I've seen in the Ivy League. Agreed. Agreed.
4: I I, I don't know. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. In just a moment, I'm going to thank you for the call, John. Just a moment, I'm going to bring in Frank Marano. But let's go to Bob in New Jersey. Good morning, Bob. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
5: Yes. Hi. Uh, First-time caller.
4: Thank you you for calling. Go ahead, Bob.
5: Of course. Can you imagine, you know, a lot of people now are training in martial arts, right? Can you imagine if that reporter was a trained martial, you know, trained in martial arts, and this woman comes out with a machete, and just out of reaction of self-defense, he would have done something to knock the, the, the machete out of her hand or something, you know, to that. Can
4: you imagine what the story what, what the story would be right now? You know what, Bob? Uh, when a person is right, you have to give them credit. I did not look at it that way. You are accurate. You already know what the headline would be. The headline you know, you would be, the headline, with all due respect, the headline would be white reporter attacks a, a woman in the Bronx, an innocent woman. Yeah. that That's what the headline would be. <laughs> that, I, I'm being honest with you. I'm being a. Uh, now, it would be yeah, done a lot no, more professional you. than my voice. They have the pretty faces on television, you know, with the smooth voices, and, <laughs> and it would be delivered, you know, by Chuck Scarborough. And, you know, Chuck would say something like, in the Bronx tonight, the the New York Post is under attack after a reporter yeah, you know, attacked, right. attacked an innocent woman. Checky Beckford is standing by at the location. Checky, what's the very latest? That's the way it would go. So, but, <laughs> and hey, Bobby. One more thing. Quickly, I, quickly,
8: quickly. It wouldn't. Mo- yeah, I, I, I want to say for the Neely
5: case, what I would do if I was the, the lawyer for the for the Marine, I would bring in that woman whose eye was broken. All of these that, crime victims, you're right. Right in the Hey Bob, you're right.
4: Bob, you're a thousand percent correct. What, the crickets. You hear the crickets? Those are the crickets for that woman that does not. She does, does not have her eyesight. Nobody says a word. You're right. It's it's interesting because at this uh, book party. For Janine Pirro last night, the attorneys were there. Uh, his attorneys were there, and I didn't get a chance to talk to them one on one, but because I want to see where their heads are and where they're going with the case. But you're right. You, you're, you're right. You're right. Exhibit A. This woman who was minding her business, thank you for the call, Bob, on her way to work, and look what happened to her. No one came to her defense. This madman attacked her viciously, and now you can't see in one eye i'm joined right now by frank morano the other side of midnight good morning to you sir Dominic. So I see you got on your WABC gear today. Uh, it's
1: not just WABC gear. It is a, my, the Frank Morano jersey, ah. which is available in the WABC Radio Store. Ah. I think this is Dominic is, Carter is, jersey. Is, is it a good price? Well. Is it a good price? Well, if you use the promo code Frank15 at <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, WABCradioStore.com, <laughs> do you good. have your
4: jersey? I mean, That's I bought good. this. I didn't get That's this good. for That's free. That's good. Did you That's buy good. your jersey?
1: Um you don't I, have one. I
4: I can't hear you. Okay, okay, I will buy you. Wait 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 wait. Let me let me pull out a television routine, right? Let me this is what we do <laughs> on TV. So so you just said something I don't want to <laughs> answer. And and we go out in the field. Uh, I I can't hear the question. And and, and we hold our earpiece. Uh, Chuck, I c- I can't understand what you're saying. So, uh, uh, no, to answer your question, I I haven't bought one yet, but I will.
1: Yeah, you got to check it out. We'll see who can sell more. The Dominic Carter jersey. Oh jerseys boy. here we They're all great jerseys, They're available at wabcradiostore.com. Fantastic. What do you have coming All up? All right, very excited because in a half hour I am gonna be talking with Barbara Feldon, who played Agent Ninety Nine on uh on Getsmart. I think I'm her I'm her biggest fan. Oh, really? Well yeah. you, you're welcome to stick around and participate in the uh, interview.
4: And but wait, sh- Frank, but wait. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, right? Like I dream of Jean I dream of Jeannie. Right, Barbara Eden. Right? I'm used to seeing them the way they were <laughs> during the show.
1: You know what I mean? I hear you. Well, she's not going to be in studio, so she'll be on the phone, so you could still picture her the way uh, she was during the show. Okay, please continue. Uh, So I'm excited about that. She's 90 years old, still going strong. How old? She's 90. She's probably listening right now, and she is as sharp as a tack. She just came out with a new book called Getting Smarter, and it turns out she has led one of the most fascinating lives, even beyond Get Smart, that you can imagine. She won the $64,000 question. Wow. She uh, has done a lot of other interesting things things and she's going to join me brian Kilmead is going to join me for our weekly chat certainly there's no shortage of things to talk about with desantis jumping in and uh, we'll do the ac report as well a lot of other fun things that we're going to get to throughout the course of the program as well
4: well fantastic let's you and i go to the phones together george in manhattan good morning you're talking to frank morano and myself dominic carter
8: hi there listen uh i want to praise you uh really uh you know full-heartedly because you're speaking what other hosts are thinking in general and are afraid to bring up. For instance, the machete business that you brought up, I never heard uh, from any host, you know, mentioning anything close to that situation. Now, why I think you, Sid, and Lydia, who unfortunately has left the BBC, are the best,
4: Well, hey, George, do me a favor, George. In the future, call a little earlier, and then we can engage in a conversation, because I'm completely out of time. You want to keep it right there, folks. Frank Marano is going to keep me up all night again. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, starts right now. But first, news headlines with Alex Barnard.